Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Hello. <laughs> this, Hello. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. This is Mike. And this is Gary. This is Daniel. It's good to be with you. It's good to be with you guys. <laughs> I am really excited about this topic. So am I. This topic actually uh, is something that was introduced to us in our uh, um, uh, our last... For those of us who are following along, following along in sort of the, 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 the Patrick Carnes workbook, this, mm-hmm. uh, this third workbook is finally out. Yes. I believe you waited literally the entirety of your recovery to be able to see the, the copy of the third work, workbook. It's true. We have been through the the uh, uh, the first ever uh, run through run through of of the third book, and it was fantastic. And so, uh, the author Patrick Carnes actually introduces a topic that I want to talk about and kind of want to explore a little bit tonight. He introduces a topic that says. What is your ultimate to-do list? And it's based on the premise and understanding that our addictive lives were a large, if you will, some sort of a cancerous growth, if you will, in our life that needed to be removed. Mm-hmm. And when we were able to remove that, long-term, uh, sustained long-term recovery is going to require that we remove that and that we somehow replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. And so the concept of this ultimate to-do list is, is this thing that... What is it that is important in our life now as we've worked our recovery to this point? What is it then is it that we're trying to accomplish to replace those bad addictive behaviors that we had? And what are we going to replace that with so that we can sustain or we can maintain long-term recovery? So this isn't a, like a bucket list? No. Uh, no. All this right. Isn't, this isn't like an idea of, hey, these are the things I want to do in my life. All right. This is what I want to accomplish. Although those could be part of. Okay. They could be part of. But it's, uh, it's this idea of... I've removed this this something out of my life, and unless I fill that with something healthy and replace it with something good, what then prevents me from falling back into old patterns and old behaviors? Right, uh, or just replacing it with a new bad. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. And and we understand that obviously that the idea of recovery is to get the life that addiction stole from us. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the concept of recovery. Uh, it's not to say that we're cured like bacon. It's to say that we're, you know, we're moving in this direction and trying to be this new person and, and, and trying to sustain that for a long period of time for the rest of our lives. So it's a great idea. It's a great concept. I'm curious to hear your take and what you, I know that Daniel had kind of gone through that uh, that group with me. Yeah. Uh, and, and Gary, I know from the periphery, you'd been involved in some of the early discussions about this. What is your take on this ultimate to-do list? The ultimate to-do list. Well, I mean, for me, I started focusing in kind of on things that were most important to me. Okay. Um, you know, I wanted a more healthy, stronger relationship with my kids. So that's something that was on top of my list. Um, the other thing is I wanted a better relationship with myself, which I put down in there because I've always been really negative and hard on myself, uh, in the past. You know, if I made a mistake, beat myself up, you know, like you know, and that kind of led me down to the path, that spiraling path down to my addiction. So I wanted a, a healthier relationship where if I made a mistake, it was okay. Um, and I wanted to develop stronger, healthier relationships with friends and family because in the past, 
you know, people only knew so much. Right. You know, I kind of kept them in their little compartments. If you know this much, you know this much. Um, so it's trying to establish that as, you know, yes, there's still that safety, you know, that boundary, but every it, it's not this weird relationship. Um, I wanted to be more open, more myself, not guarded, because that's something I always was, is very guarded because of my abuse uh, growing up and everything else. I didn't let people know those things. Now, people I grew up with, I've opened up about those things, and they're like, holy cow, I didn't, I had no clue. Yeah. You know, I always wore long sleeve shirts and pants, and people were out, you know, talking to them like, I always wondered why. It's like June, and you're you're in long sleeve shirts and pants. Like that's just crazy. But I was covering up the bruises, um, and so I've opened up a lot about that. And I want to rebuild those relationships. Um, you know, there's several other things. You know, there's something that I used to love as a kid. I always loved going fishing with my grandpa, but I I quit as an adult. So that's something that I want to get back and do. Wow. Um, so, but I never had the time because of my addiction. So there's a lot of different things here and there through that I would like to bring back in to enjoy. Um, you know, uh, I have my own grandson now, and that would be pretty fun to go take him yeah, fishing like my grandpa great. did, um, let alone my, my younger kids. So there's some of that. Then there's also personal development. You know, I want to finish school, which I'm close to doing. I want to do some traveling. I want to learn some new things. Um, so those are all in, in my to-do list, but the biggest ones is definitely focused on me and building you know, building up my knowledge, my skills, improving myself. My recovery is definitely in there. Um, finding a new relationship, but that's not going to happen soon. That's something that's going to take time. Yeah, you need, to, you need to start with a plant first and then yeah. graduate to a pet. Yeah, I already have plants. Okay. Have they survived? I have 25 <laughs> plants. They're all still alive. Plants have never been a problem. Okay. I just can't have pets because where I'm living, they sure. don't allow pets. Well, you have kids. I do have kids, and none of them have died, so we're good. It's a good start. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, um, the to-do list was really challenging at first, and I think it's because I was trying to see it as a bucket list. Right, right. And then when I changed that to, okay, this is – more of a improvement on me list then i really started to be able to move forward on it very good it's a great thought Any all right thoughts? i have one yeah i'll share one okay so something that the recovery brought into my life now i was i was very literally grandfathered into my profession sure but i'd so i had gone my entire life um working you know as a i'm a jeweler by trade and so i you know i would i was my grandfather taught me how to do a lot of things and and but something that recovery gave to me was I wanted to know that I knew okay so I thought okay I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to school you know I'm gonna go get uh, my graduate gemologist uh -huh. because because I want I want to be authentic sure you know I want I want to I wanted I wanted the credentials to match what I was bringing to the table. And I don't know. I just, I, I felt like it would be more authentic. That makes and, sense. and so as part of my recovery, I went back to, went to school and accomplished that. That is was, this, is this a profession that you could do without the credentials? Oh yeah. And, okay. and did for a long time. 
So you were successful without the credentials uh-huh. and then decided to go back and, and sort of backfill that. And say, right. This is, and that makes sense. That's great. Well, and, and do you know what? There was also a lot of, I've always been told this, but I but there was a lot of, I know that this is the right answer, but I don't know why that's the right answer. Yes. And I wanted that information too. You know, I wanted, and that's why I said I wanted to know what I knew. Yeah. You know, I know this is this way, but I don't know why. I don't know why we do it that way. Right. And I wanted to understand all of that. So that was something that I did. And then I found that in my addiction, I uh, one, of, one of the things that I was addicted to was I would I would buy and collect just a tremendous amount of things and then just kind of hoard all of this stuff. Yes. And, and I always did it with the idea that, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm going to use it to bond with my kids. We're going to play these games. We're going to go do these things. And then as part of my recovery, I had to clean out all of that stuff and, and sold tons and tons of it and kept a small portion of it. And, but now I'm actually doing those things. I'm actually playing those games with my kids and, and using that as, you know, what it was always intended for. Right. And, and that was a, that's a good, that's a good healthy balance. That's a fantastic story. Yeah. So clearly up to that point in time, these these things that you thought were at some point in time going to be relationship building with your family were really proving, proving to be divisive. Absolutely. And really sort and of this uh, part of your addiction all the way around. Not only was it divisive, but, you know, couldn't see the forest for the trees. Sure. And it just got to the point where I wasn't going to use them for that. Right. You know, it was... Wrapped sort of intricately with, uh, with everything that was going uh-huh. on in your addictive world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had similar, sort of similar things. Uh, my approach to this assignment was, uh, um, and this is keep in mind for our listeners. This was a this is a twenty week course to arrive at this place to sort of work on this, and so it was not something we were to take lightly. And we spent an awful lot of time in sort of the buildup of all of that. Mm-hmm. But the takeaway that I had uh, were very much the things that, uh, that that both of you sort of alluded to, and Daniel specifically talked about was, you know, if if addiction, one of the things that addiction in my life took robbed me of. Is relationships, yeah. mm-hmm. personal relationships with people, with my people that I in my life that I consider to be important to me, and so <clears throat> if addiction was the thing that uh, that sort of took these things from me, and I think I still have holdover to some extent. I have a you know a, not a stellar relationship with some of my children, and I would I'd love to improve that. Uh, and so that certainly is one of my to dos, kind of a thing. But I looked at it literally from the top down in terms of relationships that, you know, everything that matters to me stems from some sort of relationship. And so one of the relationships that was, that was obviously very challenged and tattered during all of this addictive period of time was a relationship with God. And I wanted to amend that. I wanted to fix that. Um, I wanted to feel a relationship there. A meaningful relationship. Um, I wanted to feel like that that uh, that I was his son, mm-hmm. and that he valued me, and that um, that I could go to him with issues and and that sort of thing. And so, that was one relationship that I really wanted to focus on, and and still want to focus on and develop. That's one that uh, that's really really important to me. Uh, Daniel alluded to another one, which is, is it myself? I, I need, I don't have a good relationship with just me. What do I do in my own spare time? Am I mm. comfortable in my own skin? Do I have hobbies? Do I think, do things that relax me, things that I enjoy? Can I sit comfortably in my own space and be quiet and be okay with that? 
all of those things I didn't have before. Addiction really sort of robbed me of all of that. And so that's a relationship that I definitely wanted to focus on as well. And there are things in within that that I want to do. I need to develop hobbies and things that I really, really enjoy. I'm a bit jealous of you all in terms of the things that you do that you find joy and pleasure in doing. You alluded to some of the games that you do. I know that Daniel's got a variety of other things that he does in terms of podcasting and things like that that he really enjoys. I don't have any of that uh, and need to develop that. Need to develop that to find peace. Um, professionally, I have lots of things that I do professionally, but the difficult part about that was is that uh, work ended up being sort of the venue that I acted out in. And so it was the cover that kept me away from uh, of all these other relationships who were important. So I, I want to develop professionally, but I don't want to I don't want to let that I want to do it with boundaries, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I've la- allowed work to translate into much more than 40 hours a week, and I need to bring that back to some level of boundary. Uh, but then the relationship with my wife uh, is an absolute um, important one to me and finding ways that I can make certain that she is supported in her uh, in our relationship and uh, that's a big one and so we're you know we're discovering all kinds of things focused on therapy right now with just the two of us and finding all kinds of opportunity in that and then finally a relationship with my kids those are all relationships individually that I want to focus on and spend time with. But then outside of that also is where what what's my role and responsibility as a neighbor? What's my role and responsibility in my overall community? Mm. Those are all relationships that I need to start developing and focusing on and yeah. spending more time with. So um, that's what my ultimate to-do list. Now, within all of that is a whole bunch of specified specific tasks. You know, If we were to talk about to-do lists and what to do and where to do it, the things I'm really kind of focusing on now is is that um, when I leave the home, when I do, I actually do I make a good uh, connection with somebody before I leave, and when I come home, do I spend just a few minutes and make a good connection when I come back into the home? Those are all important things to me because those relationships matter. Yeah. So uh, again, lots of specifics to do in there, lots of to dos, if you will. Some I'm successful at, some I've got a lot of work to do in, but it's allowed me then to really kind of view what's important and what's not important and to really get kind of get focused on those things. So um, anyway, those are the things that are, I think are, are relevant. Um, I'm open to suggestions in terms of, uh, I, you know, I need a hobby. <laughs> How about podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can start buying equipment. Uh, <laughs> Podcasting. I don't know that I, I mean, you do an awful lot of podcasting. I do. Uh, I mean, there's gardening. I mean, you have a nice big yard. Um, you can start that. Just, I, just, just start small. So here's the issue with that, right? I mean, gardening, in my universe of growing up, I learned to absolutely re- resent gardening. I grew up on an acre of ground, and my mm-hmm. parents, they wanted to they take pride and, mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of unholy pride in, in the fact that they taught their kids to work. Yeah. It wasn't work. It was flat-out slave labor is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Free slave. I mean, we missed every holiday. We missed every weekend. It was always work because that's all we knew how to do. Yeah. And so I have a lot of resentment around that idea. My wife says the same thing. Hey, why don't we go? Let's plant a garden. I'm Maybe like, it's I don't time to make new memories. <laughs> Change Maybe. it up. Well, if what I hear is true, your golf game could use a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hobby. <laughs> you know, pickleball. Uh, except that none of us trust the person who's actually saying that. Well. 
I mean, gardening is something simple. You have a yard. I mean, just start with some tomatoes. I mean, just know, start with something, one plant, and then I, go from we there. We planted them just the other night. I have, okay. I have a dozen tomato plants. Look at that. You've started a hobby. And one zucchini plant, which will feed the entire civilization. Yes. Why don't you, why don't you um, just go try some stuff? Yeah. Go to a paint night. Learn a foreign language. I actually like painting. Uh, uh, you, you know, that's a hobby. And cooking, uh, I like to cook. Uh, take a, a cooking class. Yeah, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, you don't have to say, "Oh, I'm going to do this as a hobby," and then commit to it. Try a number of things and see if anything sticks. You know, I mean, honestly, that's why I have so many because it's like, you know, I've I love eating sushi, and one day I'm like, "Huh, I wonder how hard that would be to make." Right. So I went to a class, and now I can make it. Um, wow. Painting the same thing. It's like, you know, you know, uh, we've. We've talked a little bit about this summer. You know, last summer we went to those concerts in the parks and yeah, things like that, yeah. you know. Um, we could, you know, we could go do some stuff like that. That's a great idea. You know, in, in fact, you know ideas. what? You know what? You could you could look around and see. I understand that uh, there's some kind of really cool display of, of a virtual Sistine Chapel in the city. Yeah. I'd... I would like to go see that. That's going to be around for a few. You know, you could you could go to museums. You could go to. There's a lot of different things. You could go go take in some theater. Go yeah. learn how to critique. I don't know. I've done. Uh, I'm doing more of that than I've ever done before. We actually are, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, season ticket holders now to a, one of the local theaters. Nice. I've taken multiple cooking classes and love it. Well, see, it sounds like you're doing a little so, yeah, bit better I'm than doing you think. Some, yeah, I'm. You know, there's. I'm. Ex- I'm exposing myself to a handful of things to try and. But I'm using that more than anything as an opportunity to socialize with my wife. Well, those can, are things that we never did together before, and so well, now it's. You know what? That, you can that still is, socialize through hobbies. Yeah. Well, yes. not not only that. That's also another thing on your ultimate list. Yes. Yeah. Because you know, my, uh, you know, I only have one kid left in the house, and you know, my wife and I have started. I've, I've started seriously thinking, what are you and I going to do? When they're gone. When they're gone. Because quite honestly, my, my wife and I, we get along great, but and we, and, you know, our values align and our goals align very, very well. But a lot of our interests don't. Interesting. You know, uh, we... Does she play games? Does she come... Not, not like the games I like to play. Really? You know? So, no, she'll play she'll play some card games and things like that. But the, the, the convoluted over... Stuff that takes a long time that I enjoy playing with with my yeah. with my kids. She's she's not about that. So so we're actually kind of experimenting with some of those things to say. Okay, let's wow. find some things that you and I can do. Very you know? good. One of the things I know we like to do is is travel. So there you we've go. Spent, we've done a few things. We've been uh, had a chance to go. Uh, we take an annual trip to South Carolina with members of her family and. Uh, when I had started my recovery path, that uh, you know there was some some that came literally at the point in time that we had gone to South Carolina. We were in Hilton Head, and and uh, um, some bad things happened there. So it's been nice to kind of go back and and make new memories in mm-hmm. Hilton Head over the years. Is that so? That's been a big one. I am for the first time taking her fishing. We're on our way to Alaska here in, mm. in July to do some salmon fishing. So that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that a lot uh, because it it goes hand in hand with two things that I like to do. I like to fish. Well, three or four. I like to fish. I like to to spend time with her, 
and I love eating, so <laughs> so that, and I love salmon. So going out go. on the boat. Well, you yeah, know, it'll it's, be it's, it's kind of interesting as you start lifting, listing things off. I think maybe you're doing a little bit better than you think you are. You're, yeah, maybe I may be, but we're but this is really sort of the first year of all of that, and we're and I'm finding some things that I'm really enjoying. Well, you got to start somewhere, and yeah. I think you'll find some things will stick and. Some things won't, and some things won't. But you'll be better. You'll you will be better for having tried them. Yeah. But those are all sort of one and dones. Uh-huh. Most of the people that I find in life that are doing really well with with filling that void, if you will, is they've got something that they do re- regularly. Okay. In it, and, it, and it seems to absorb quite a bit of time all the time. You know, you can look at the the golfing community, people that really spend a lot of time with golfing, and how relaxing that is for them when they need some downtime and some detox time. It's golfing. I have some backdoor neighbors that ride bikes. You know, that's they think nothing of it to ride 150 miles in an afternoon just to get the bike warmed up. And I, you know, I wouldn't drive that in a car, and yet they're willing to do that on a bike and enjoy it, which is, you know, two words I'd never use in the same sentence. But that's what they do to fill their time and to fill their void. So those are the people I kind of, uh, I think to myself when I'm contemplating this idea of recovery and what do I need to replace it with, those mm. are the people that I tend to think of. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Not well, the one and done. But then, yeah, you know, and then there's the opposite question: of How often are they using that to avoid? I mean, I mean, because you're you're seeing it from an outside perspective, because they could be using it to avoid things. Um, no question. Yeah, but simply, I mean, find things that you enjoy. If you enjoy cooking, and it's spending time with your wife, hey, I think that's great. I love to cook too. Um, you know, when I was cooking for the family and that, it was great. Then I had to go through the the weird of cooking for 10 to 1 um, thing. But you've got I, to change the menu a little yeah, bit, haven't you? Yeah, but it's still been enjoyable to cook, you know. I'm still putting in the spices and everything, and it's still that thing. But there there are plenty of times where I find like, okay, what else can I do? Because, you know, there's nothing else to do, and I just have to realize it's okay to be comfortable not doing anything. Yeah. It's okay to be just here by myself. So, um, cause I found if I was constantly keeping myself busy, that was just as bad as if I was in my addiction cause right. I was overloading. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think whatever it is you choose to do, you've got to have, it's got to bring something to the table more than just the activity. You got to find some meaning in it. Something yeah. that's, that's going to build you in a positive Shared way. meaning. That was yeah. a, Interesting you bring that up. Uh, uh, one of our group member attendees brought up this idea of shared meaning. And yeah. that the only way that you could really sort of um, reconnect with others is through this idea of shared meaning, which was genius on his part. I you know, I really appreciated some of the thoughts he's he brought up. But he actually put together uh, really sort of taking the, if you will, an advent calendar mm-hmm. and yeah. sort of reworking that to mean, well, what are the things that we... Uh, you know, what are the things that we find that are important? And uh, he came up with some very creative ideas. Yeah, I thought they were create, fantastic. Came, came up with some creative holidays. He did, even. yeah. He'd created yeah. Uh, one where they were, uh, they had a Dr. Seuss day, I think was one of the no, days. Mother Goose day. Mother Goose, that's yeah. what it was. And literally that uh, anywhere, uh, you know, they've got family that are living not here close by. And so on that one, a specified day, wherever that family happens to be, they would take a minute and read their mother, read and share their favorite Mother Goose story. Huh. And, uh, and I thought, how genius is that? Uh, Lisa and I actually took a page out of his book here not too long ago where we decided, hey, you know what I'm going to do is I, I shared meaning. And so we went looking for the ultimate spot along the uh, along the mountain range here close to our home to see the sunset. 
Nice. And we found a, we found a, you know, all we had to do is ask my children, you know, where's your favorite, where do you guys go to make out kind of stuff? And they had all kinds of advice for, (laughs) well, don't go up here, dad, that's a bad place or don't go there. But they provided a handful of places where, uh, you know, that we found two or three places that were really spectacular in terms of, and we had a chance to just sit up there and just take in the sunset. Nice. Which was really fantastic. It was really nice. So, Um, shared meaning. It was just a chance to just you know, enjoy the sunset. I like that. I like that. In fact, in fact, uh, I'll just share a quick thought. You know, when I was when I was playing my games and things like that, or involved in my hobbies, and they were unhealthy, part of my addiction. You know, my activity was about what I was doing. Yes. Now in my recovery, it's not so much about what I'm doing, but who I'm doing it with. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. No, I mean, that's why I've always enjoyed game playing games. It's always having fun with those individuals. It's yeah. about spending time with yeah. them in a fun activity. Yeah. I mean, there's been many times I've played games with, you know, my best friend and his family, and, you know, we're, we're laughing so hard we're crying. Yeah. Um, you know, or there's, you know, there's smack talk going on right around the table. It, it's nothing offensive or anything, but, you know, we're all laughing, and um, it, that's fun. You know, there's been many times I've been at this table uh, running a game with Gary and his boys and friends. And, man, it, it's so much fun doing it because of the individuals. And I you know, I, I know the right thing to say to certain people to get them all fired up, and it's, it's, it's fun. You know, yeah. And there's some times where they'll fire it right back, and it's like, all right, you know, we've bonded. It's not just we're just we're playing a game. Here. Yeah. We're here together having fun. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, I had a... Uh, a friend who's now deceased, he's not with us any longer. He passed uh, three or four years ago, but his favorite comment all the time when I, and I, I was really sort of in my period of acting out, so it didn't have the near deep meaning, but his comment all the time was, is it's, it's not what you do, it's who you do it with. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so for you to say that, I mean, how profound that is. I mean, uh, I never really, again, never really recognized the value of that during that period of time, but now sort of see exactly what that is, that when I contemplate my ultimate to-do list, it's really not what I'm doing. It's who I'm doing it with. Yeah. I'm spending time with. So that's the important stuff. So what's on your ultimate to-do list? What's your, what's your next, I guess, what, what, what's, what's next on the list? Oh, wow. I have so many things. Well, for it's, sure. It, but it, what's I'm the just next work, one? I'm just working on all of them. At, at the, sort of the same yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the, for me, for me, the, the, the piece of it was, you know, here are the bigger, here are the big pieces of the puzzle, mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. will, and then here are the smaller pieces of the puzzle that fit within the bigger pieces. Yeah. Sure. And so for me, it's all relationship based. Yeah. All right. All- so then, let me rephrase my question. What? What is that little thing right now that you're working on? Uh, the pieces that I'm working on more than anything is is uh, making certain my wife is always aware of where I'm at and what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, so that she feels safe. Um, again, I'm working on my entries and exits into the home. Those need to be those need to be positive, meaningful moments to just connect. That sets the tone for the whole evening. When I walk in the door and just take just a few minutes of just her and I connecting, and then and then the rest of the night seems to go much better. So those are some things. Uh, the other small components that I'm doing, I never I'm trying not to leave the house without saying goodbye to my children who. Uh, who were probably, you know, locked away in their rooms in the basement. 
um, just just avoiding everything. And so I'm physically going down to talk to them, to see them, and to say hello, and to give them a hug. I'm home, and and then do the same when I leave. So those are some of the things that I'm really focusing on. Yeah. So for me, the kind of the three right now, the biggest one is, um, you know, since I just moved, making my home my my space. Um, my previous apartment was kind of attached to, you know, the divorce and everything. So I always kind of felt it was a prison, uh, even though it really wasn't. But it felt that way because that's the place I had to go after things started falling apart. So this is my home. This is my place. I'm trying to make it open and welcoming for myself. Um, working on better, healthier relationships with my children. And then, of course, better, healthier relationships with friends and family. Those are my big three three things right now so you know my new apartment it's you know it's it has a different feeling and I think a lot of that has to do with me and the mindset I have going into it um because before it was I dreaded going and it was like I have to be here now yeah I have to be this new place but I'm excited to be there Mm. interesting how about you well um I've gotten some ideas tonight I very much. I'm, I'm going to take a page out of your book, and and I'm going to. I want. I love the idea of my exits and entrances being better. I've, yeah. I've kind of done a little bit of that anyway, but but to be deliberate about it, I like. I'm going to. I'm going to adopt that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll learn a foreign language. That'd be fun. I think I want to learn Spanish. And it's kind of work-related because there's a lot of customers in my new job that yeah. speak Spanish. So, And actually, I've started learning it. So, no kidding. Yeah. Because I want to be able to help them. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Are you doing a sort of a, some sort of a course uh, online? Well, or my, my son speaks Spanish. Okay. So I've got one of those free learning apps <laughs> that I'm, I'm working on. But do you know what? I've challenged all the people. I've challenged all the people at work to do it with me, and we're all <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, so we're all learning doing Spanish it. together. We're learning Spanish together. Now you're not going to just learn a limited vocabulary uh, centered on jewelry or anything like that. You're, you're no, I want. I, w- I would like to become fluent in Spanish. fluent in Spanish. That would be great. So, I wonder if that's a difficult language to learn. I will. It will be for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be easier than Russian or German. <laughs> I don't know how to speak either one or, of those. Or, or, <laughs> or Mandarin. It reminds me of uh, my days playing the piano. Uh, the piano teacher said, you know, Mike, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody struggle with this little chord as much as Maybe you Maybe you should learn to play the piano. I actually have a one of those online piano courses. I paid good money for it, and I, I, I learned to play five or six chords, and then I gave it up. Huh. So, yeah, that's something I would love to do. That's something I would love to do. You guys can ask me how my Spanish is going. Okay. I'm going to be accountable okay. to that. <laughs> uh, well, very good. What a fun topic. Yes. Uh, it was a fun assignment, and I uh, there's still lots to be ferreted out. I would love to take the class again. I don't know about you, but I would love to take the course again and sort of work through that because there were some pieces that fed into it that I... I really needed to spend some time on, and it, it's just, it, there's just no way 20 weeks to do the justice. Yeah. It, but I do look forward to it. I think next time he does it, it's 30 weeks. Yeah. That's right, which will be good. So I'm looking forward to that. So with that, uh, thank you for the conversation, and thank you yeah. for indulging me on that. That was mm-hmm. a great topic. This is Mike saying, do the, work ne- do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, 
or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.